Hey, this is Kevin. I want to invite you to join me and friends around the world for an international live broadcast at 10 a.m. on Friday, May the 7th. I'm going to be sharing a powerful word from God's word entitled, Get to the Point. I am excited about this message. I can't wait to share it with you. Join us via Facebook Live, YouTube, or Zoom. Go to kevinwhite.us for full details. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Hello, this is Kevin. Welcome to Audacious Generosity. I am so grateful to have you in the audience today. I welcome people from around the world that are tuning in, listening to Audacious Generosity. I know today's episode is going to be a huge blessing in your life. My friend Phil Mershon of Man in the Pew podcast interviews me for his podcast, and I wanted to just share a few excerpts of that interview. I recently wrote the book, Audacious Generosity, and today we are going to be discussing generosity in business. And so welcome to the show, Phil, and here's some excerpts from that interview with my friend Phil. If you go back to this time last year, March and April 2020, that was serious anxiety, and there continues to be anxiety, not necessarily about death anymore, but about a lot of other things related to the to the shutdown. At that moment, that was serious. I, re, I just remember it was, it was as if we had been announced that an asteroid was going to hit Earth and we didn't know if we would survive. And, and so at any given time, we're, we're being faced with the uncertainty of life. But we were really faced with that in 2020 and 2021. And, and so it, it was just, just a, a God-imposed moment in human history to really question what is going to matter at the end of your life? But going back to Matthew 24, verse 14, COVID-19 is not going to take out the world. An asteroid will not take out the world. Nuclear attack will not take out the world. What will bring the end, according to Almighty God, is every nation will have access to hear the gospel. And so as a missionary, one of the things that really, really makes me passionate is there's 7 billion people alive on planet Earth. Four have access, according to research. Three has limited to no access. One of those billion, I'm, I, I've been given these numbers, I haven't said billion, 7 billion alive, 4 billion have access to the gospel, 3 billion have limited to no access. One of those called India home. And, and this is 2,000 years after Christ. Why? I'll give you a very sad statistic. The given to missions has decreased since 1990 by 50%. Mm. And so we're consumed, we're assessed with, with our own supply, and we're not really seeing the opportunity of God to be a channel by which his resources flow from heaven onto earth. And the business people that get this, they're, they're going to see the favor and blessing of God all over them. And the business people that will honor him with their surplus, there's going to be no limit to what God can do in and through them. And the individuals and the churches 
that 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 really get God's strategy of audacious generosity for the mission of God are, are not going to have any difficulty generating income because that is such the heart of God. And what we do with our surplus really, really matters. I love that you connected surplus to businesses. And as you're talking there, I'm thinking about farmers. I live in Kansas mm-hmm. and I'm surrounded by farmland and wheat mm-hmm. farmers and whatnot. And I think farmers understand the principle of multiplication probably as well as anybody, mm-hmm. because you plant one seed and you're going to get back 10, 30, 60, a hundred seeds from that one seed. Mm-hmm. And so you know that that's going to feed your family for the next year, but there is going to be surplus too. And some of the best missionaries that have ever gone out have come from farm country. Mm-hmm. Um, not only are they hardy workers, but they understand the principle of sowing mm-hmm. and they, they know that the harvest doesn't come from them. That comes from God. They know that the conditions are beyond themselves. But when it comes to generosity, I want to, the last question I want to talk about in the few minutes that we've got left is you were talking before we came on um, the recording about companies like Chick-fil-A and other businesses that have created a fabric of generosity in the way that their business runs long before they've had success. Mm-hmm. The same way that you were encouraging us as believers that we need to start in responding to God's generosity with a mindset that way. Um, businesses need to do that. But maybe just talk for a minute or two about what you've seen in businesses that make this intentional choice to be generous with the surplus that God gives in the way that they design the business so that they can be generous. Yeah. Well, one of the modern trends is to support a cause and to attach your business with a cause in your local community or, or around the world. And you'll, you'll see that. But to me, there's a big difference between giving a little bit of a contribution in order to gain a sense of social responsibility than there is to literally be on mission with your business for the sake of advancing the gospel. Chick-fil-A is not a church with a steeple on it, but they are absolutely a bearing witness for Christ and in their sense of excellence in their business. They have had a lot of flack about not opening on Sundays, and yet science has proven that they outsell all of their competitors and they do not open on Sunday. Why? The favor and the blessing of God. And this is a company that is known in their DNA for generosity. Now, I'm I'm not an officer. I have not studied their their reports as far as what they do with surplus and those kind of things. They are known for their corporate generosity, but the thing that really impresses me is the value that they give to every single customer that comes into the door. That is a sense of generosity, a spirit of generosity. They make as they say it's my pleasure to millions of people a day, Monday through Saturday, they raise a person's dignity and they show that person value. If you look over their commercials, they're telling stories of how their community has been able to be impactful and helpful to their community, how their their employees are really making a difference. They will really stop 
in the flow of the day to open the door for a human in need in order to serve them. They really want you to, to have that sense of them actually bending over backwards to serve you. It makes you feel good to be a customer of Chick-fil-A and it makes you go back. What it is, is generosity. It's a spirit of generosity that they, that they, they run their business on. Employees love working at Chick-fil-A. They love the opportunity. I mean, that's another form of Chick-fil-A's generosity is you'll, you'll hear of all of these owners now being, being owners and going through their internship program and their ownership program where they started out working the fryer in high school and now in, in their late 20s and 30, early 30s, they're now owning their own franchise and they gave opportunity to their employees like that. And I'm sure that there's many more examples that I'm not even recalling right now. All of a sudden, unexpectedly, God started blessing our family. We just kept building, God multiplied. It's a miracle that God provided us many times when we needed it the most. What's your generosity story? Check out some heartwarming stories at generosityofgod.com and share your story you'll find amazing stories. He said, hey, this is for you, and asked me to take what uh, was in his hands. It was exactly 10,000 rupees. I was so overwhelmed and uh, shocked by God's goodness. As she did that, Paige went on out to her vehicle, loaded it in the trunk of her car, and she said, okay, God, what now? Miraculous stories by ordinary people just like you. Go to generosityofgod.com and share your story today. How do you swallow an elephant? Well, the answer is one bite at a time. Hi, I'm Kevin White, and I'm inviting you to subscribe to Generously Blessed, my free one-minute motivation series. In Romans 12, verse 2, God says we are transformed as we change our minds. When you subscribe to Generously Blessed, I will send you a personal email Monday through Friday and coach you day by day into a life generously blessed by God. Go to kevinwhite.us and subscribe now. It will be one minute a day you'll not regret. I guarantee it. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today. Well, and I think another way that they're blessing, so you're talking about, you know, they create an atmosphere that blesses customers, blesses employees. 
anyone who has worked at Chick-fil-A for a period of time, I would give them priority over someone who worked at one of the other fast food chains. If I was in a hiring position, because I know the training that they received and that mm -hmm. they are going to care about customers. And so there's ways that that generous spirit creates a culture within a company. And it's not even talking about dollars and cents yet. And yet I know that they give in significant ways. And we could talk about other companies like Hobby Lobby, who has mm -hmm. that part of their DNA as well, that they, they don't give inheritances to their grandkids, but instead invite them to give away the money that comes out of the company. They have a very limited amount that they personally receive. They've got to earn their way. Mm -hmm. um, but they get the privilege of giving away millions of dollars every year and see a big difference that they can make in the world. And man, that's just an incredible way to set up a business. And we could probably talk about example after example, but I think the encouragement that I'm hearing from you is if you're starting a business or if you have the opportunity to change the way that your business is set up, include a generosity component to it. Well, um, I do want to bring us to a close here and I want to pray for you and the ministry that you're doing in India, as well as the impact of this book. Father, thank you for the conversation that we've had here today. And we thank you that you are indeed a generous giver. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't even begin to describe your generosity. It blows our minds if we really stop to think about all that you've given us and just beginning with the gift of Christ himself and the way that he came to take upon himself a burden that we carry. And you've promised through him that you would lift that burden. And that in itself is generous, it's gracious, it's something we don't deserve. And that, Lord, we are thankful. We're, we're grateful that you show that kind of love to us. Um, I thank you, Lord, for the story that you're telling through Kevin and Lord, from taking him from that empty cupboard moment to a place where he has been able to feed literally thousands and thousands, both with physical food and spiritual food as he goes to India, as he serves in local communities. And now he gets the chance, Lord, to teach others how to also be audaciously generous um, with however much we have. And it's not just about what's in the bank account or what's in our wallet, but it's our lives, Lord. So I pray, Lord, blessing on he and his family. I pray, Father, that you will cause them to grow in their spirit of generosity and, and in the hard times as well as the good times, because Lord, we know both come. There's seasons of drought and seasons of plenty. I pray, Lord, that no matter the season that they would have a generous spirit about them, Lord, that you would use them to bring blessing to the nation of India. Uh, Lord, thank you that you've burdened them with that, uh, that nation, that vast nation of over a billion people, many of whom have not yet heard uh, the good news of the gospel. And I pray, Lord, that there would be opportunities for that through the work that Kevin is doing. Uh, so Lord, again, we just thank you that you've been with us in this conversation. We pray, Lord, that something that we have shared or said would take root in our hearts, Lord, and that you would use it to cause us to grow. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Phil. Praise God. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission.